Good morning, everyone. Uh, here, um, I know I'm starting a little late today, but uh, God's blessings to you. Uh, this is Pastor Jung here at Faith Lutheran Church in Moore Park, California. And we're back uh, with Small Catechism Live Thursday, the Eighth Commandment. Um, and this is uh, what a great and important text this is um, as we uh, continue to live um, according to God's word. So why don't we begin with a word of prayer? And dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the gift of word. Lord, use our words as we speak uh, your word in the spirit of truth. In the spirit of truth and love, Lord, bless us and keep us and guard us uh, from using our words uh, that slander or betray our neighbor. Lead us, the Lord, um, in your glory and always lead us in your love. We thank you for this day. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, so today, uh, Small Catechism Live, Eighth Commandment, God's gift of good... Yeah, reputation. All right. What someone is known for, how they are known. And what do we do to keep our neighbor's reputation good? Right? So we see right here... Um, why don't we read this together? Eighth commandment. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not tell lies about our neighbor, betray him, slander him, or hurt his reputation, but defend him, speak well of him, and explain everything in the kindest way. All right, so... Uh, as we look at the Eighth Commandment, I think this is the one that is most used, or most, uh, I think one of the most, uh, what is it? What am I trying to say here? Uh, that we actually commit without even knowing at times. That's how slanderous we become in, in our, uh, we, we see it in the world, uh, we see it with so-called keyboard warriors, you know, on, on the internet, Facebook you just look on your Facebook feed and you see so many people just kind of at times ranting and raving about their neighbor. Um, it's just, um, <laughs> yeah, it can be a dumpster fire, right? Uh, but, uh, but today the Lord reminds us of how uh, important our words are, all right? So, Eighth Commandment, you shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. What does this mean? We should fear and love God. So again, that goes back to what commandment? The first commandment, right? That is, if we trust in God above all things, there we go in his name. Yet when we do not, what happens? The negative consequence or the sinful consequence is we tell, lie about, we tell lies about our neighbor. And we, this is when we fall short in sin. And that is a result hurting his reputation. Now, when we talk about sin in itself, uh, we see here in Matthew 15, 18, and this is Jesus talking about what defilement is, what defiles a, a person. And, uh, and, and Peter, in this text in Matthew 15, from 10 to 20, is really trying to figure out what, as Peter says in verse 15, uh, explain this parable to us. 
And Jesus says, do you not see, verse 17, that whatever goes into the mouth passes into the stomach and is expelled? But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and that defiles a person. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, and slander. These are what defiles a person. So right there, false witness and slander. Do you see that in verse uh, 19 of Matthew 15, Matthew 15, 19? You see it right there, that from out of the heart, right, this uh, this commandment really is piercing and addressing the heart condition. And that is of sin. What defiles of man is from the heart because we were born into sin and what manifests itself are these very uh, sins of false testimony, but also of slander and betrayal and lies about our neighbor and so many ways we can slice and dice and try to uh, go around this uh, uh, this commandment by just saying, well, you know what I heard uh, from uh, the other day from uh, Mr. Mike over there? Um, I heard that uh, Mr. Steve uh, was doing this and doing that. And, you know, I'm just telling it how it is. Uh, I'm not trying to speak bad about our neighbor, but I'm just telling it how it is. And again, that is still not the not a valid excuse of why we speak um, behind our neighbor's back. And that is the G word that infiltrates gossip, right? Gossip, the nature of gossip is rooted in sin from the body, from the heart to the mouth. And there, my drawing, you see it, the heart to the mouth, there its goal is to cast down the reputation of neighbor. Friends, you know how you know, you know how difficult it is to, uh, to continue to have a good reputation and one false slander move can destroy it that quickly? You know, we see it right here as God gives us the power in a sense of uh, showing us the power of word. That is in a good way, but also uh, a destructive way. That our words actually do things. Do you know that? Our words actually affect people. It happens in the world. It is sadly and tragically happens in church, right? When, when there's uh, people, let's say, talking, um, uh, uh, talking amongst one another, little uh, uh, spores or sects of, of of groups of people talking, whispering uh, under the what is it under the radar, just saying, you know what they're doing, you know what they're doing. I can't believe they're doing this. I can't believe they're doing that. And it just becomes an avalanche. And even, um, you know, I hear stories when sometimes, uh, you know, people, you know, talk behind uh, to the point where people leave the church, right? Those people that are affected leave the church. And we see this in, in, in the adolescent, uh, in the world, in high school, in middle school, bullying, uh, and might not be physical, but also through gossip and words behind their back as they're spreading rumors and slandering. And what is really happening here is what? It is the nature of our sin, right? Matthew 15, 18. What comes from the heart uh, is, is what is where this defilement is and that it manifests itself by our very words. Now, what is the allure of gossip? 
The allure of gossip is what? To stoke our pride and to put down those around us. Because when we put down those around us, we feel above them. And when we are above them, well, that makes us feel good about ourselves. Now, the fact is, it's always a matter of the heart. The idolatry of our own pride, the idolatry of our own ego, the idolatry of our own words, thinking that we are better than them. And the fact is, uh, when we look at the Word of God and we see this commandment and we see the commandments at a, at a whole, uh, we very well know that we all fall short in sin. That we are humbled by the fact that we are all born in the same fall uh, that has derailed all of us and all of humanity um, ever since the Genesis 3 fall in the garden. Right? So when we talk about uh, our words, they mean much. And there, when we fall short, friends, I want you to see this for what it is. You know, the chatter is the devil behind the megaphone, right? All this chatter, gossip, speaking behind your back. I mean, we see it in the world. It's disgusting, right? But even, even amongst Christians, even in churches, uh, I think this is what the devil ultimately tries to do. He tries to search out, divide, and destroy. And the best way to do that is by words, right? Behind the back. Trust me, <laughs> I I've seen it. I know you've seen it. And when we talk about words, how important they are, and we always know the metaphor of the toothpaste, right? That toothpaste. Uh, once, it, once it comes out, uh, we very well know that you cannot put it back in. So when we talk about words, you, you really need to prayerfully go through this commandment and say, Lord, guide me by, my, by your word. Lead me to uh, not... Not lie or betray or slander or hurt my neighbor's reputation, but Lord, grant me your wisdom to use and defend uh, my neighbor uh, with words. Speak well with them with my words and explain everything in the kindest way. That is, put the best construction on things in, the, in your words for your neighbor. Because that is how we ought to love our neighbor. And another way to do that is by our words. So, for example, if you're at the water cooler and you're talking about your boss, all the coworkers are talking about the boss, um, there you might stand silent and say, well, I'm not saying anything. But a lot of times we are, though we aren't saying anything, we are also guilty of just like continuing to let this discussion go. But rather, we should uh, stop that and, and just say, well, let's talk to the boss directly and see what's going on, and maybe we can figure this out, right? Uh, again, you know, words, words matter. The, w- the words that come out of our mouth matter. You know, when we talk about uh, 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 second commandment, when we talk about hallowed be thy name in the Lord's prayer, when we talk about false teaching, you know, words matter, Right? The way we teach as pastors, words actually matter. You know, when we live out our life, words actually matter. What we say about our neighbor, because this is how we ought to love them. Right? But how do we love them? Of course, as it explains here to us. But even more so, how we love them is through the love that was first shown to us. Mark 14, uh, 3 to 9 Another great text as they were indignant, 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 
That's always a kind of a word that we don't say too much. Indignant, as Jesus was being anointed at Bethany in Mark 14, uh, 3 to 9. And there with the woman, she came with an alabaster flask. This is verse 3 and 4. And she broke the flask and poured it over his head. Uh, This ointment of pure nard, very expensive oil. There there were some who said to themselves indignantly, why was the ointment wasted like that? For this ointment could have been sold for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor. And they scolded her. But Jesus said, leave her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has done a beautiful thing to me for you always have the poor with you. And whenever you want, you can do good for them, but you will not always have me. She has done what she could. She has anointed my body beforehand for burial. So this is uh, this faithful woman who was devoted to the Lord, uh, uh, anointing him before his burial, um, before his death upon the cross. And many were indignant in themselves. Just imagine that. They weren't accosting her, but they were actually saying this amongst themselves. Um, why, why is she doing that? Uh, and in the same way, they were slandering her in the negative way when we talk about sin. And there Jesus is giving us an example of how to put the best construction on any, everything, defending them, speaking well of them to keep up their good reputation. Because, well, um, yeah, that's what we're called to do. Right? At the end of the day, friends, when we look at ourselves in the mirror, who are we to say to gossip about another person? Right? When we, too, are born into sin, when we, too, are, uh, we have fallen short to the glory of God, there we are humbled by this very law, showing us our sin. There we repent, confess our sins. The Lord is faithful and just and will forgive us of all and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And there we proceed in this gospel. Right? In, in this third use of the law, third use, that is, as redeemed children of God, as forgiven sinners, in the joy of Christ, in Christ, in our baptism, we continue to walk and use our words for the glory of our neighbor. Right? And um, I urge you to really look in the mirror and ask yourself, Am I really using my words for the glory and the good reputation for my neighbor? Or am I speaking and slandering them and using words that might sound like I'm not slandering them, but actually it is a form of gossip? Am I using my words uh, to to what God has called me to do? Or am I stuck in my sin of pride and hatred towards neighbor? And do I see that? So this is a very, uh, when we talk about, um, what's the word? When we talk about uh, uh, seeing that tension of the law gospel, the law shows us our sinful mouth. The gospel forgives us, of course, as we rest in the words of Christ and what he has done for us, right? Father, forgive them for they do not know what they do. And there we proceed in the love of Christ to use our words for the wellness and the best construction on everything for our neighbor, right? So uh, again, you know, the eighth commandment, I, I can't tell you how, how easily we break this commandment, right? Our words are very important, and here we see it today. Um, in closing, um, as we close here with this eighth commandment, um, remember this, you know, as Jesus says, the heart is defiled in 
in, in Matthew 15, 18. Um, and what comes from that heart is uh, sexual immorality and all these other things. But he also says, um, uh, he also says slander and, and false testimony, right? Um, and impurity and, um, and, and all the sins of the heart, of course. But uh, this is, uh, I think, what the devil desires. Um, it might not be body. Right, we talk about stealing. We talk about um, uh, we talk about uh, what else? We talk about murder. Uh, uh, we talked about, and we will talk about uh, covetousness, uh, taking from others. Um, it's not just the sin of the body, but here it's the sin of of reputation, and how uh, how we sin against someone's our neighbor and their reputation, how destructive that can be to that person. Uh, think about it. Um, it, it. It hurts. <laughs> you know, it, it hurts them. And there we repent, and there we confess. We ask for forgiveness from our neighbor. Indeed, we ask for forgiveness from God. There we rest in Christ Jesus. And in this Christ, in the Christ, there we proceed. So, eighth commandment, remember that this day. Your words matter. What did you say? What did you say? From the heart to the mouth, prayerfully, are these words about to, are they about ready to come out of your mouth? Or should you prayerfully bring them back in and say, nope, not going to do that. And that's always the tension, right? Are these words for the best of my neighbor, or are they to stoke my pride and slander my neighbor? Are they? And that's the tension as we go from heart to mouth, heart to mouth, heart to mouth, right? All right. Um, At the end of the day, remember, though we strive to do these very things that God has called us to do, the law shows us our sin, and there Jesus is to forgive us. That as we repent, there we rest in the promise of Christ, his death and resurrection for the forgiveness of your sins. Right? At the end of the day, the commandments show us that we need Christ. And of course, Christ is there, as his empty tomb proves such things. May this be your comfort today. And may God use you in his wisdom to love and serve your neighbor in thought, word, and deed, upkeep, good reputation, neighbor, indeed. Let us pray. Dearly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the gift of words. Lord, use our words uh, for the welfare of our neighbor. Give us charitable words. Grant us the goodness um, um, in in the spirit of, of truth and love as we continue to use our words uh, for the uplifting of our neighbor. Lord, guard us from using our words in any slanderous way. And Lord, um, forgive us, O Lord, um, as we have indeed fallen short in this commandment. Lead us this day, O Lord, um, as we continue to walk in your ways. And may our words continue to glorify you. Lord, for all these things we are thankful. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
All right, friends, have a wonderful day. God bless you to you all. Thank you for joining me this day, whenever, however, whichever, any which a way or ever that you have uh, heard this, but I hope it goes well with you and that you may use this and apply it and see the tension, right? As you continue to live your life with the very words that come out of your mouth. So important, so important, so important. Until next time, love you all, pray for you all. Have a wonderful day. Adios and goodbye. Thanks for listening to these Small Catechism Live devotions. We hope this helps you as you continue to grow and study the Bible. For more information about Faith Lutheran Church, visit us online at faithmoorpark.com.